God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonora Cravota. Hello, Leonora. Good morning, Scott. So, um, yeah, we had these numbers come out yesterday. Um, you know, the uh, the uh, GDP. GDP, yeah. And uh, not looking good. Yeah, it's gone down point. Nine percent, which um, is almost uh, a whole point, and uh, you have two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That we call that a recession, or we used to, <laughs> I guess. But recently, they're changing the definition uh, to something that a nebulous group of people decide who meet about it with absolutely no transparency. And you know, the White House. Uh, is doing their latest form of spin on this. I have I've coined a new term. It's called the recession deception. So we're going to just pretend we're not in a recession. And well, that's hope what they're doing with away. everything. That's what they're doing with the border. The border's closed. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh. It's wide open. Just ask Mario Bowser. Just ask Eric Adams. Right? How about uh, um, we're we're not in a recession? No, we are in a recession. Okay. How about inflation? It's transitory. How about vaccines work? Yeah. I mean, every single thing that they touch is an absolute lie. The, no, and, There's nothing and that is, they don't lie and about. This administration has been a complete and utter disaster. And the same, there is not one thing they've done right. Not one thing. And the same people that we're supposed to believe about Ukraine, we're supposed to are lying to us about every single ever every single other thing. And even when they, they are caught in the lie, they talk their way out of the lie. And the only way they get away with this is because they have a complicit media. They have, a, they have the whole media apparatus that's basically selling out for money. Yep. And that's the sad, sad truth. Well, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. I don't think we're going to have that. Well, who was that? Uh, I think that was Bill Clinton. Let's see. Let's take a listen again. Did he really say that? Did, did Bill Clinton really say uh, 
that he doesn't think he's going to have a recession because he's not going to have two uh, consecutive quarters of, of negative growth? Did he really say that? Let's take a listen. Well, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. I don't... Okay, a recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. That's yeah. Bill Clinton when he was president. When he was president. And, you know, he was, uh, you know, uh, his personal dalliance as a side. He was considered to be a pretty smart guy. You know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was in 2000. Bill He's, Clinton said the recession is two quarters in a row of negative growth. Right. So he was. So this is when he was ending his second term. But this yeah. is what Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre. I love how Tucker calls her Corinne Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Say it like Napoleon. D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help. With. Oh, wait, wait. This is Jean-Pierre. <laughs> okay, so this is not the, the yesterday, the, the day before that, you know, she was talking about uh, the definition has changed. You okay. know, that's not the definition. All right, so you're playing the wrong clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong clip. Um, but that's okay, because we already know that we, we've known for weeks that the GDP was going to go down. And from what I understand, I... Uh, Heard from uh, some economic advisors that the third quarter is going to be worse. That's going to be going right into, uh, let's see, January, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Then you got the election. Yeah. And uh, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how they, because I remember back in the Obama days when he was running for reelection and the uh, unemployment was really high. Next thing you know, the unemployment starts to come down right before the the uh, his 2012. I think it was his 2012 election. But but you know, as we got further along in the Obama administration, circa 2014, you remember we were talking about this at the time, and this is the same thing that we're talking about now. The unemployment numbers are not the real numbers. You have to look at what is called the U6. You have to look at the labor participation. U3, U6. You you have to look at the actual labor participation rate. And what we have going on right now is we have a bunch of people that never went back to work following the pandemic. We have a bunch of other people that quit working because they couldn't find the right job. You also have a bunch of... uh, people who retired because we have the aging of the of the baby boomers the first wave of retirements are happening i think that so that's why the unemployment numbers look good people have quit yeah but i think also what's really going on is you have you have um let's see so i forgot i forgot my thought actually we were talking about the unemployment participation or i'm sorry the employment participation right the labor participation rate i'll get it right yeah no i i I, it came to me um it's about the stimulus checks yeah and it's about the government spending right which caused people to stay and that's what's causing inflation and that's what they're so christus kristen cinema yeah is on the so mansion sold out yeah mansion uh, i was very disappointed with that well mansion sold out and Mitch McConnell, he made a deal with the chips package, right? Right. Which the chips package, I haven't really analyzed that yet. So I don't, you know, if anything, if it, if we can hurt China in any way with regard to our, uh, manufacturing, it still and, benefits us. Yes. Yeah. So I think that maybe that's a good one. Maybe that's bipartisan in the right way. Um, but that's premature for me to speak on it because I haven't really analyzed it. But I will say that. Um, the uh, but Mitch McConnell was played because he kind of got a guarantee that he would support the chips package, but not push through this 
you know, they're, they're calling it the, <laughs> again, they're lying to you. <laughs> they, they, um, they're calling it the Anti-Inflation Act, you know, the uh, Inflation uh, Reduction Act. Exactly, which is kind of like one it's, of those bizarrely ironic names, which yeah. it's so disingenuous because it's, it's, it's the opposite cut, of that. It's increasing spending. That's like Antifa, <laughs> anti-fascist, right? And they support nothing but fascism. Yeah. That's what they support. Yeah. They support, uh, <laughs> you know, they reject free speech, yeah. you know, Antifa. Um, so it's just, you know, the Democrats have, they do it on, you know, climate, global warming. Well, that didn't work. Climate change. Well, the climate always changes. Black Lives Matter. Oh, well, the, all, all lives matter. So therefore, they're ergo Black Lives Matter, right? <laughs> you know, we get it, you know, but how can you, they, they try to create this Teflon, they try to create this Teflon shield with words. And that's why Trump was the polarizing figure that he was to them, because he took their words, he took that shield, like as if Superman to kryptonite, yeah, and basically just peed all over it. I mean, he literally just said, "We're not. I don't play that game. Right. I don't play word games." You know, when he was talking about Anchor Baby, yeah, and and James Acosta or Jim Acosta was like. Well, the Don't undocumented, the undocumented uh, person. Uh, <laughs> he, he said, what would you call it? And, child and of an undocumented child person. Child of an undocumented person. <laughs> and it like, went on for another paragraph. Yeah, yeah. He had like eight words to describe what it is. I'll and just like, say anchor baby. I'll go with anchor baby. Anchor baby. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, gosh, I miss Trump. You know, you know let's hear. Let's listen to some clips of Donald Trump. How about that? That would, that would be great. All right. So here we got one. I love this one. I love this. Now, they're all up in arms about this Trump clip. Check this out. And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. Because <laughs> I don't like LeBron James. I like <laughs> Michael Jordan much better. But, but, I'd, but I'd go up to LeBron James. It doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. You know, the young lady I was talking about is afraid to talk about it. She's shunned, and she's canceled when she talks about it. This is crazy. Right, Kellyanne? I see my... So, so what and he's I'll talking you about what, is uh, Grimer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridget, uh, Beer, Bridget Grimer? Uh, Brittany Grimer. Brittany Grimer? Grimer. Uh, all I know is the guy, is a, it's a dude. Yeah, you're the only one who's saying that. But, no, but, but, no, 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 but no. When There's I'm, pictures of this person but I gotta say, playing I, basketball with their shirt off. And there's nothing going on. Well, and, uh, well also except the, Harry Armpits. Also, if you listen to the voice and the tattoos, give it away. Also, if you listen to the voice, the voice sounds like a man's voice. Has an Adam's apple. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, not quite as big as Michael Obama's, but pretty all right, big. All right. What? <laughs> I don't like it when you do that. Well, You're Michael st- Obama's built like a linebacker for the NFL. Well, she may be built that way, but you you don't you don't step in the mud that way. All right. Okay, all right. Well, you know the thing I'm is, I'm here today, so we, you know, we have to clean up the act today. The thing is, w- wouldn't you, wouldn't you be surprised? I mean, would you be surprised at all if Brittany Grimer was a dude? 
would I would you? I wouldn't I be wouldn't. because because I've seen the tattoos and I've also heard the voice. I, in fact, I was listening to something yesterday and I, I was thinking pictures. about what you said and I said, "Yeah, that does not sound like a female voice." And I saw pictures. Not only that, but the person's six foot nine, um, shot up like a you know. There are humongous. not a lot of six foot nine women. No, this this is this is something's going on there. Yeah, and that's why that person's being so protected. So we made a swap. Uh, we're getting two. We're getting Brittany Grimer, and there's and, another, and another guy. guy. There's another guy who's who was falsely imprisoned uh, a number of years yeah. ago. Yeah, and then we're giving up um, some Russian um, hitman or something like that. We're get, we're giving up an arms dealer. Yeah, an arms dealer. Last yeah. time I think we gave up a drug dealer. This time it's an arms dealer. Apparently it's getting worse. Next we'll be giving up a few murderers. All right, so we got this. You know, Trump. I mean, Trump is basically saying he he would go up to LeBron James and. Hey LeBron, do you feel like a woman today? You want to play in my on my WNBA team? You know, and I think he did that tongue in cheek because I think that the you know it's I think that the rumor is it's it's more than a rumor. I think some people know that Brittany Grimer is a dude, and you know I sound a little like Joan Rivers when she says everybody knows Michael Obama's a, a tranny. Remember Joan Rivers yes, said I that? Yes, I remember she said that. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So, um, but he's not the only one saying that. So, good news for Trump because they're getting all over Trump for saying that, right? Um, but here we got Chappelle. Um, what's his What's his name? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Say LeBron James. Uh, Same joke. Changed his gender. You know what I mean? Okay, can he stay in the NBA or, because he's a woman, does he have to go to the WNBA? Did he say he's a woman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 he's talking about LeBron, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see, let's listen again. Say LeBron James uh, changed his gender. You know what I mean? Okay, can he stay in the NBA or, because he's a woman... Does he have to go to the WNBA where he will score 840 points a game? <laughs> you know what's so brilliant about it, though? And this is my beef with Saturday Night Live. Is Saturday Night Live has just become a political tool yeah. for the Democrats. Absolutely. And they do it through comedy. And the late night television is getting murdered right now by Gutfeld. Yeah. Gutfeld show is more and you know their, their ratings are tanking and you know why that is because half of the country is actually conservative well more than half and nobody wants point, to admit it at this point I I would think that only 30 percent of the country is supporting not even 30 percent is supporting Joe Biden and only because Joe Biden has a D next to his name not because they like Joe Biden if you look at the internal polls for the Democrat Party He's getting killed by his own Democrats. He, no, there. As soon as the midterms are over, and you and I have talked about this before, there is going to be a great push for him to get out. It's already happening. New York Times, other places yeah. are already pushing for him not to run. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, let's take a listen to this. All by putting America first. But now our country has been brought to its knees literally brought to its knees and who would have thought this could happen inflation is the highest in 49 years 9.1 percent a lot of people think it's much higher than that 
Gas prices have reached the highest in the history of our country. We have become a beggar nation groveling to other countries for energy. Millions of illegal aliens are stampeding across our wide-open borders, pouring into our country. It's an invasion. Democrat-run cities are setting all-time murder records. Our country is being dealt one historic humiliation after another on the world stage. And at home, our most basic rights and liberties are totally under siege. The American dream is being torn to shreds, and we will not have a country left if this economic, social, and attack on civilization itself is not quickly reversed. Newt Gingrich, friend of mine who is in our audience, told me this morning that our country has not been this weak in terms of prestige and relative economics and respect since the Civil War. And yet, there is time for us to bring America back from the brink. It's at the brink. Got to bring it back from the brink. We gather today on the verge of a historic midterm election. The American people are poised to reject the failed reign of Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the radical left in a momentous landslide. This is an incredible opportunity. This November, the people are going to vote to stop the destruction of our country, and they're going to vote to rescue America's future. I'm here before you to begin to talk about what we must do to achieve that future. When we win a triumphant victory in 2022 and when a Republican president takes back the White House in 2024, which I strongly believe will happen. There's a tremendous amount to be done, from reviving our economy to liberating our energy to restoring our standing in the world. But for this afternoon, I want to speak about some of the core elements of our agenda, and in particular, public safety, which we have have very little. And he goes on from there. And uh, there's a couple of other um, uh, clips I wanted to share with you here. Let's take a listen to this one. This is the craziest thing to have to say this, because who would ever think we have to say this? We need to protect parents' rights. Can you imagine? You're up here as, I'm a politician. I don't like to consider myself. I'm a politician, I guess. I ran for president. I won. Then I won a second time. Did much better the second time. Did a lot better. Did a lot better. Very corrupt. I always say I ran the first time and I won. Then I ran a second time and I did much better. We got millions and millions more votes. And you know what? That's going to be a story for a long time. What a disgrace it was. But we may just have to do it again. We have to straighten out our country. We have to straighten out our country. We had it there. We have. We actually did it twice. We did it pre-COVID, and then we did it again, and we handed over a stock market that was higher than it was pre-COVID. Nobody can even believe it. We actually did it twice. This is the... And he's going to campaign on that. You watch. Yeah. And uh, nobody's ever seen anything quite like the dynamics that are going on with that. Um, 
And heading into a midterm, I just don't see how you how you lose. I just don't don't see that. So that's some really good stuff. Um, you know, I want to also touch base with the hypocrisy related to the immigration. So Eric Adams from New York, Mariel Bowser, <laughs> God, these losers, uh, from D.C., running their cities into the ground, the highest crime rates. I mean, New York is so unsafe now. And, and you have a former and, police commissioner as mayor. <laughs> and they're fudging the numbers. They're, they're not, I mean, it is not a safe place. No, you Just know, look at the I'm, af- I'm afraid to ride the subway in New York. I mean, I, I rode yeah. it every day the, for years. The videos that are coming out of the subways, um, and, you know, that fight that was in the subway, how about the people twerking in the subway, um, and all kinds of stuff, unbelievable stuff. And, you know... It's just, it's it's very frustrating, and it's sad to watch. It's sad to watch, and it's all coming from a certain group of people. Yeah. And it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. They, they're making the world a worse place to live in. Yeah. And that's a, that's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, Mariel, Brow, Mar, Mar, Brow, Mariel Browser, Bowser... Uh, made a couple of statements, and here, here's her statement, and then I want to listen to what Chip Roy had to say. Can you update us on your efforts with the migrant buses that are coming from uh, Texas and Arkansas that we see seemingly on an increasing basis down near Union Station? Uh, sure. So um, we are very focused, and we continue to be very focused on uh, having the federal government Call do in the its National part Guard. Uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis uh, with people who are seeking asylum uh, coming across the country to get uh, to their final destinations. And we're going to continue uh, to pursue uh, federal involvement. Oh, well, Mark, I think, you know, we've had a number of discussions. We facilitated FEMA's involvement with a million dollar grant that has now been increased uh, to work with our lead nonprofit agency. Uh, We facilitated using those grant funds to set up respite uh, a center in uh, a neighboring jurisdiction. Uh, And I've also asked uh, the Secretary of the Army uh, to deploy uh, the D.C. National Guard to help uh, lead that effort. Can you tell us a little bit more about that request? What is that going to look like? Do you plan on how long are you requesting the Guard for? Are you planning on like a processing center or something more formal than what's been going on on the sidewalk? the past few weeks? Well, we, we need space uh, and we, we need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard as long as we need the Guard to deal with a humanitarian crisis that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up. Uh, and we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city state-by-state state response. We know- yeah, well, this is, this is their answer. Look how quickly they're answering to this. Yeah, well, they're Look how quickly this is. It hasn't even begun. It, they're answering to it because it's in their backyard now. When it wasn't in their backyard, they didn't care. Yeah, but it's not just that. 
it just goes to show you how the government is so quick to respond when it suits their purpose. Yeah. But they they sit on their hands, and we have to listen to these uh, these congressmen stonewall and lie. Uh, these these bureaucrats stonewall and lie before the committees, and not give answers to questions. Mayorkas sits there and lies his, through his teeth uh, about the plan and needs more time to work. Well, look at how immediate this is. Uh, Greg Price writes. D.C. Mayor Browser calls for activating the National Guard to handle the influx of illegal migrants into the city, calling it a humanitarian crisis. This is something she refused to do on January 6th, but will do when uh, 4,000 illegal migrants enter her city. And here's the thing. They're also saying that it's a political stunt. And guess what? It's not uh, the, To call it a political stunt it, from a Democrat, Remember Ocasio-Cortez stood there and did a photo op in front of a chain link fence that was in front of a parking lot, not even at a center? I remember that. And it was completely staged. And they have uh, politicized this thing since day one. And it's not just now what they're going to do is they're going to immediately set up D.C. as the processing center. So instead of so so they're basically, you know, answering the chess move that Abbott made over in Texas by sending the bus loads or plane loads of people to D.C. And they're saying, okay, well, if they're here, we're going to go ahead and stage them here right? and then fly them out of D.C. to wherever we need them to be uh, from an electoral I college standpoint. I they'll be flied. I think they'll be bussed. Yeah, well, they've been flying them in the middle of the night and nobody's even mm-hmm. saying, saying a word. about it, yeah. And it's very secretive. And they're flying them to different places that the governors of those states don't even know. Yeah, and this and is familiar. I think they're doing it because they want to change the demographics. They're doing it because the hospitality uh, uh, companies, the big corporate companies, are saying we need more slave labor to run our dishwashers and change our change the bedding on our sheets um, in these hospitality centers and these restaurants. We need a lot more personnel to wash our dishes, clean our garbage, and change our sheets in these sections of our country. And we can bring them in here and use them as slave labor, and we will reward you with our lobbyists and interest groups to fund your foundations and and enrich you personally. That's exactly – every congressman sets up a foundation – If you ever want to see a good movie that outlines this in a very humorous way, but accurately, Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Um, But in any case, um, that's what they're doing. They're buying influence and they're getting these people. And these people are dying at the border, but they're being used as sex traffic. They're being used as drug smugglers. They're being used as slave labor in agriculture. Uh, meat packing plants, all the jobs that people don't want to do, these people are going to have to do. They're the same people that are driving your Lyft and Uber cars. They're not safe. They're putting your lives at risk. They're spreading disease. We have this so-called thing now, monkeypox. They want to change the name of that because they're so worried about that. Um, monkeypox, uh, they, they want to uh, uh, dramatize COVID and... Uh, Meanwhile, they just let it all come in through the southern border. Such hypocrisy. It's not even, 
it's not even kosher. You know, it's, it's just absolutely hard to swallow. Let's take a listen to Eric Adams. This is a real burden New on New Yorkers as we're trying to do the right blah, thing. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we already, as I stated, we already have an overburdened shelter system. So now we're talking about, as you stated, food, clothing, school. This is going to impact our uh, our schools because we do not turn away individuals because they're undocumented. Uh, translation services. There's just a whole host of things that this is going to produce, and that's why we need we need help. So let's cl- declare a state of emergency yeah. and exploit all the auth- power and authority and funding that comes with that. So they create their own emergency. They create their own mess. Then they declare an emergency to put it it out. And, uh, you know, through the guise of sanctuary cities. And here's, uh, here's uh, Jean-Pierre talking about that. D.C. mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before, I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful and that is just wrong. Uh, there is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody, or placing them in the care of local NGOs as they await further pro- pro- uh, processing. Again, so what Republicans are doing, the way that they're meddling in the process and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than than a large metropolitan that is city not what like I said. Washington, That is not what I said. That is not what I said. No, that is not. I said that there is. Migrants. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so using they, them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's a, there's a process. process. And they come to a big city, and now that, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using. They're using no, migrants. The Democrats are using. For coming here, for. Who knows? Uh, because they are, they're, they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their uh, country. They're coming here for a better life, and they are being used. Yeah. They're being used they're being by used Republican right. governors. Does, that is what's happening. Does any of this just make the president w- want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities? Maybe I should just close the border. What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong, and there is a process in place, and we should follow the process. There is a legal process in place, and they should follow it. Okay, thank you. So, so basically, they have a system and they have a plan, mm-hmm. and that plan is to take these undocumented, uh, you know, illegal uh, immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to call them illegal migrants because they're not going back and forth; they're just right. coming in, so they're immigrants. Um, illegal immigrants. You, they're taking these illegals, and they're bringing them in, and they have a system in place. She said it. She mm-hmm. was telling the truth there. She'd pass a lie detector. But the truth isn't what we're being told. The truth is they have a systematic approach to, they don't care who it is. It could be, okay, we're going to take all the fighting age males or the strong men, the young strong men, and we'll put them in agriculture. And, uh, and, and uh, we'll have you know, uh, all these women over here, and we'll have them in hospitality. 
and uh, you know for for maid services, and uh, we'll take this other group, and we'll have them do whatever else they want to do. Yeah. You know, so they're taking these groups, and they're looking at them like herds of cattle, and they're basically taking them in and redistributing them as needed, as requested, or as the quotas suggest. It's all about equity. It's not about equality. It's all about moving people around as if they're herds of sheep or cattle. They don't care about these people at all. They don't care about the people dying along the southern border at all. They don't care about any of this. And uh, to say that they do, to suggest that they do, is just absolutely insane. Let's take a listen to Chip Roy. Incompetent people ever to hold public office in this country. On the other hand, she is calling out the National Guard to deal with illegal aliens. Why aren't the governors of real states doing that, actually, now that I think about it? Well, you know, Tucker, it's interesting hearing the mayor of Washington, D.C., which is where I'm sitting right now, complaining about 4,000 people on 200 buses that Governor Abbott has sent to Washington, D.C. since April, running to the Pentagon saying, oh, my gosh, we need the National Guard. Oh, well, you know what? Cry me a frickin' river, right? You know, welcome to the yeah. party, pal. And down in Texas, today in the border, we're going to have about 7,000 people crossing the border across the entire southwest border and about half of that in Texas. Cry me a river about the, I don't know, 50 bodies in a mobile morgue in Brooks County, Texas, where Sheriff Benny Martinez is having to deal with dead migrants all over the ranches. Talk to the families that are, you know, concerned about the people packing pistols like this guy, this illegal immigrant on a ranch that I just got this picture about an hour ago from the county attorney in Kinney County, Texas. That's what we're dealing with every day. So welcome to the party, pal. I don't want to really hear all your complaining. And you want to talk about racism. How about the racism about a uh, yeah, DHS that is forcing these Border Patrol agents to be accused of whipping Haitians and being called exactly. racist with a completely unfounded charge. I'm just sick of this garbage. Well, I am too. I agree with that. Thank you, Chip Roy. Thank you for that. Yeah, I love the Crimea River part. Because Crimea, it, it, freaking river. Because it shows um, how tone deaf these people like Muriel Bowser and uh, Eric Adams are because, you know, they're, they're getting, what is it, 7,000 people a day on the, in the border, on the border in Texas. And they and, and in D.C. they've gotten 4,000 collectively. I mean, yeah. yeah, they weren't listening when it was in someone else's backyard. Now it's in theirs. They're complaining. So I want to talk about... Uh, we, we're going to cover a lot of different issues today. We got a, a really good clip from Lo, uh, Lara Logan like on her. Ukraine. Uh, but I want to talk about this one. This is, uh, to me, is very important. This is, um, I've been hearing more reports that the vaccines, not you know, not just the vaccines don't work. Okay, we know that. Mm-hmm. Not just the vaccines are causing myocarditis and people are, just up and dying yeah and strange deaths and um it's not just that it's not just all the stuff we've been hearing there's something else going on and that's something else i think is i heard this report and i wanted to play it Uh, i couldn't find that report because i couldn't remember the name and i couldn't even search for it Mm -hmm. but i found something similar but here it is I think that what's going on with these vaccines is further control. If I were to give you an, um, if I were to give you an an infection, or if I were to weaken your immune system to where you would be more prone to being a victim of a future virus, I already have planned for you. Mm-hmm. 
And say, you know, certain body types and certain ethnic groups, ethnic cleansing. You've heard of that, right? right Hitler did course, it, right? Of course. So it's not like it's unheard of, right? Hitler did it. And Hitler was probably, um, you know, he was a socialist, right? And, mm-hmm. and globalists are socialists. Klaus Schwab strikes me as somebody very Hitler-esque, right? Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. And so it just strikes me as not, I wouldn't put it past them, these globalists. They move people around like herds of sheep, like we just talked about. They don't care about you. All what they want is control. I saw a report yesterday. Um, we saw it together, Leonora, yes. um, uh, on YouTube about how Zillow is taking all the data from real estate markets and controlling the real estate markets and, and flipping houses properties, yeah. based on internal information that they have. They're recommending don't use Zillow and don't use those types of products because they're collecting data and they're exploiting the housing market. And BlackRock and Vanguard and others are buying up all this market and manipulating housing prices to where you'll you'll be a renter. You you won't own anything. You'll rent everything, and you know you'll die, you know, penniless. And they're hoard, you know redistribution of wealth. But they're also controlling people. I think with these COVID vaccines, mm-hmm. and I think that what's happening is there's more talk now, not just about what we heard earlier in the week about reproductive services and menstrual cycles being impacted. And that Fauci said, well, we didn't really study that at all. Um, you know, you should have. But it's more than that. It's that it weakens your, we're hearing now that it's weakening, weakening, it weakens your immune system. And people, that's why more people are getting COVID today who are vaccinated than the unvaccinated. And that's a scary thought. More people today are getting uh, COVID and they've all been vaccinated. And the people that have not been vaccinated are not getting sick as much. That, that then starts to, you start to look at the immune system. And there's some scientific studies that are indicating that it, it's manipulating your immune system to the point where globalists can concoct another gain of fun- function research out of Wuhan and uh, maybe a lesser strength, but it'll kill off even more people who are the weakest. Um, and that's what, you know, Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood, wanted to kill off all minorities. Right. Hitler wanted to kill all the Jews, right? I mean, these socialist radical libtards um, are, are all about these types of things. And it's, uh, it's um, you know, scary. So let's take a listen to this clip. And tell me what you think. Story here is the medical story. Joe Biden and a whole lot of other people have gotten pretty sick with COVID after getting multiple shots. What is that about exactly? How did that happen? It's easy to just mock that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's clearly untrue. But is there a connection between getting most multiple COVID vac shots and getting sicker? Is it possible that the vaccine actually can hurt you, especially if you keep getting boosted? Can it weaken your immune system? Well, that looks possible. Multiple studies have looked into this. Just last month, the Journal of Food and Chemical Toxicology published the findings of several mRNA researchers, and we're quoting, in this paper, we present evidence that vaccination induces a profound impairment 
in type 1 interferon signaling, which has diverse adverse consequences to human health. Well, that seems like a headline. Did you read that in the New York Times? No, you probably didn't. Kind of weird since hundreds of millions of people got the shot. The researchers continued that in their studies of the COVID vaccine, quote, we identified link to neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true, but it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, Risk of Infection, Hospitalization, and Death Up to Nine Months After a Second Dose of COVID-19 Vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting, The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Ah, now your first response, if you're a humane person, to a line like that has got to be deep sympathy. Because people were misled, they were forced. They were forced. Medical ethics thrown out the window. People were forced to take medicine they didn't want. And some of them may have been hurt by it. And you don't have to take this man's word for it. Pull up the Lancet study yourself. You won't find anything of the text of the article saying what Kenji Yamamoto said, which is weird. Why would the Lancet want to hide a major finding like that? We can't say. But if you look at table three in the piece, here's what you'll find buried in the data. Among people around the age of 80 who have been double vaccinated, that would include people like Joe Biden, the per capita rate of medical incidences, including hospitalizations or death, is nearly twice as high as the rate of serious incidents for the unvaccinated. This is 180 days after vaccination. What is that? And why is no one interested? It's a good question. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing. What if they give you an injection and they, that injection turns your DNA into a puzzle piece? This is a metaf- metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just trying to envision this. And it's a puzzle piece because they already have another infection that fits that piece of the puzzle. Right. And at some point, they can create a tailored infection that you, you now are a receptor to. Right. And they can control you. Yeah. So now they say, okay, we have a solution and it will be a 100% cure rate. Right. But you must take this vaccine uh, in the future. You must take the vaccine. You must sign up for this social credit score system. You must do these things, and we will save your life. It's almost like as if you're torture, and you say, well, I will, if you tell me what I need you to tell me, I will stop pounding your feet, you know, or smashing your brains out, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's basically extortion. So they got you. You now have this 
vulnerable puzzle piece all and they have the key to it and they can they can turn that key any way they want whether you comply or not will be the decision you make to save your life and that compliance is a social credit score it's it's all kinds of things and this is what scares me the most i said if they poison and weaken their enemy and the enemy is you the people they can make you dependent on them for life-saving solutions in the future. And that's what scares me the most. We're going to go ahead and take a, uh, a caller here. I think we got John from Chicago. Scott and Leonora, good morning. Good, good morning. morning, John. Uh, morning. Hey, you know, yeah, what you're saying sounds like something off of Logan's run or something. But yeah. uh, based on what we've seen the last few years, it's, it's with the World Economic Forum people, the you know the uh, some of uh, Klaus Schwab's assistants there, I wouldn't put it past them. But you know, I will tell you that you know right now I'm not, I'm not vaccinated, but yet I, I I had not had COVID. I did get it fairly recently. The like the, I think it was a BA five. It was um it was it's basically uh, mild. I mean, and I think that's a little dirty little secret. The BA five has become much more of a mild for most people mild experience it was maybe that was the way it was always for people but i had more of like a flu-like symptoms any milder than a flu i guess i would say and you know now i guess i have my uh, immunity right i mean right. so it's for the most of us it's I, I didn't experience it any different than and i know you may have a tougher time when you hit a different strain but as these things mutate oftentimes they become less and less of a problem for those, you know, with normal immunity. John, John, you're looking at a big picture. Why are we panicking, you know? Yeah, you're a doctor, right? Correct. Okay, what kind of doctor are you? Well, I do, uh, I work in the, uh, I'm not in primary care, so I'm in like a preventive, I do a lot of orthopedic type stuff, a lot Uh, of orthopedic type stuff, I guess you could say. That's kind of my specialty. Okay. In that area. It's just kind of a hybrid. Okay. All right. Well, uh, no, thank you for that. For Thank you for your input. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, the only thing I was to add is, and, um, you know, in my case, you know, I had a, a religious exemption because I had, you know, certain concerns there. But um, but regarding regarding um, uh, the illegal aliens, that was the main reason I wanted to talk about it. You know, the term is illegal alien. And it's, and the issue, and we, that's the constitutional term. When you look at these businesses and the, the, uh, the, uh, 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 Chamber of Commerce and people like that. Th- these really reminded me, I think it was Cicero who talked about the enemies within are the most dangerous enemies. And if you think about what, what they do with regard to plating, placing uh, illegal aliens in different spots, in a way it's like a Trojan horse. I don't see how it's any different than, say, a Trojan horse type issue. Because they, they think they're getting their political allies in there, and they're creating, you know, they're going to create demands at the local social services. And they think, you know, create sort of a, a democratic uh, a, a building block. And that's what's so cynical about this. But if you look at people like the Chamber of Commerce, it's not even that people won't do the jobs. It, it might not do it, but at certain wage rates. You can get a person to do a job, especially if there's no welfare being thrown around, <clears throat> at just about any job. It just it has to be the right rate. And what they're looking for is cheap labor. Because oftentimes what you're getting from these people is not very good labor and poor communication. They're just looking at the short term and the short term only. And that's my big beef with the uh, Chamber of Commerce. These people think short term. 
long term, we're stuck with all the costs. And when you have Eric Adams complaining about this, well, yeah, that's the problem. These people aren't paying for themselves. Who's going to pay for it? And his immediate answer is somebody else. But it points to you how illogical this whole thing is. So that, that's, right. that's my big issue there. It should have been the big issue in the voting for the last 30 years. It's been, this has been happening for decades. Right. So that's all I wanted to say, guys. I know it's uh, Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Take care. Good to talk to you. All right. Bye bye. All right. Um, There. I want to play this clip here. Uh, This woman really sized it up pretty good. Let's take a listen. Australia is now the test model for this martial law to be rolled out globally. Rather than locking down a hundred percent of the population for an illness with a ninety-nine percent survival rate. Why don't the 0.2% people that are truly at risk of dying from the virus simply stay home? For all we care, you can wear your five cheetah masks, take your 57th booster shot. You don't need a government mandate to be a neurotic recluse. People really need to understand that it is our compliance which is causing this perpetual process of medical tyranny. Let's not forget that the end goal is the V passport. Without the V-passport, absolute medical fascism cannot be established. Without the passport, they have no leverage over the people. Without the passport, they have no advantage and authority to dictate the basic aspects of our lives. So it's imperative that we understand that it is the passports that are most crucial to initiate the Great Reset. Bingo. Without a papers please social credit system in check, their new world order just falls apart. And if that seems like too much of a conspiracy theory to you, please explain to me why globalist institutions like the World Economic Forum are so excited calling the pandemic an opportunity. An opportunity for what? This whole psychological operation was strategically created to make you exhausted. Exhausted to the point where you give in and take a shot. And it was James Madison who once said, that if tyranny and oppression ever come to this land, it will come in the guise of fighting a foreign enemy. And that foreign enemy in the 21st century just happens to come in the form of a foreign pathogen with a 99% survival rate. There is honestly no crueler tyranny than that which is perpetuated under the shield of the greater good for the greater number. So this is really just a friendly reminder that government officials aren't these benevolent leaders with your best interest at heart. They are power-hungry, perhaps semi-human creatures, capable of any evil to pursue their sadistic Freedom and liberty are always just one generation away from becoming extinct. Extinct, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have another clip I want to get to really quick, and I'm hoping we have time for this. Let's take a listen. The concept of UBI has been about for some years now. Over 80% of jobs that make moderate to low wages are predicted to be automated away by 2030. Humans are becoming surplus to requirement. In the fourth industrial revolution, according to the World Economic Forum, our bodies will be so high-tech we won't be able to distinguish between what's natural and what's artificial. A future of superhumans. It's frightening. They're also proponents of the green energy carbon tax movement, which, if you look into it, is repackaged. They're telling us that if we pay more taxes and stop eating meat, it will cool down the planet. The middle and working classes will be eroded and replaced with robots, AI and big corporations, and given a basic income. So how is this funded? 
The Davos IMF concept is that you will own nothing and be happy. So is the idea to confiscate or severely limit all private property? The other option is taxes, but the rich don't pay taxes. The loopholes are designed to be beneficial to them, but too costly for us. While a universal basic income is proposed, the more effective solution to stop the wealth divide would be a universal maximum income with a wealth cap. Let them have 20 million. That's a lot of money. They can buy all the houses and yachts that they want. But it would limit their amount of control and influence. This is the biggest heist of wealth transfer in history. The media does not inform you. Its purpose is to distract and advertise to you. The economy has collapsed under the weight of debt-fueled greed and the media are silent. Billionaires have increased their wealth by 28% during the crisis, gained at the expense of small businesses. The stock market is fake and it is a rigged game, fueled by money printing and doomed to crash. The old world is not coming back. A group of billionaires are deciding how the rest of the world should live and they have the ear of the government that claims to represent you. When you hear Johnston, Trudeau and Biden say build back better, that is a Davos concept, a collection of non-elected private billionaire influencers. If we submit to a digital currency, we lose control and privacy. This is what you really need to wake up to. Furlough is psychological prepping for UBI. See, this is the globalist agenda. It's, it's really scary. People need to be paying attention. They're using climate yeah. as the next you know, emergency. Now I had uh, some other really really great clips. I had a Matt Gates clip. Um, uh, also, uh, one other thing: uh, Jesse Waters uh, savagely trolls Paul and Nancy Pelosi. They had to sell millions of their Nvidia stock yeah. because of the heat that they were com- had coming down on them. Uh, we're also going to in another show play the uh, Lara Logan. Uh, hit on Ukraine, which is great. And then also, I wanted to play the Justice Alito uh, speech in Rome yeah. uh, on behalf of Notre Dame mm-hmm. Law. And uh, he basically uh, called out Harry and yeah. some others. Uh, so that was pretty good. Um, there's a lot going on here, and uh, we need to be concerned about it all. And we need to take back our country the way Trump says we should, which is to really put a uh, open up a can of whoop on the Democrats in this midterm election coming up with that uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams show be sure to check out buglecall.org and magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America first policies to make America great again make a donation if you can also if you're over at mypillow.com we got slippers that are on sale we have um Coffee. They're selling coffee now. Use Red State as your promo code and be sure to check out the mattresses. We have those over at redstatetalkradio.com as a link. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corbetta. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.